0: Hello, beloved, and welcome to our Bible study for the week. And our study for this week is on the Holy Spirit and Jesus. This is part two on the Holy Spirit and Jesus. Now, in part one, we started looking at the relationship between the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ, right? The relationship between them. And uh, in part two, we're going to continue to look at this relationship between Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, but specifically, What we're going to do is we are going to look at what the Holy Spirit did in the life and the death of Jesus Christ. Okay, that's what we're going to look at. Before we continue, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, it's such a privilege to come to you in Jesus' precious name. Thank you for your love and your kindness towards us. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for your word. And thank you that we can look at this relationship that exists uh, between the second and the third person of the tr- uh, of the Godhead. And Father, thank you that you've given us a revelation so that we can see what this re- relationship looks like and, um, and learn from it. I pray that you will enable us to learn so that your name may be glorified in and through our lives more and more every single day. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So what did the Holy Spirit do in the life of Jesus? When we go into scripture, we can see firstly that the Holy Spirit anointed Jesus to be the Messiah, not the Jewish Messiah. The Holy Spirit was the one who anointed Jesus to be the Jewish Messiah. Now in Luke chapter 4, verse 17 to 19, Jesus quotes from the prophet Isaiah, from the book of Isaiah. Uh, Specifically, I think it's chapter 61, verse 1 and 2 that Jesus refers to he's basically quoting from it he's reading from it and uh, th- this is what we read in Luke chapter 4 verse 17 to 19 verse 17 says and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah and when he had opened the book he found the place where it was written the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the broken hearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And then verse 19 says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord or to proclaim the Jubilee here. Okay. So Jesus is basically reading from Isaiah chapter uh, 61 and the The writer of the book of Luke, Luke himself, he writes it down. When Jesus takes the the book of the prophet Isaiah, he takes it and writes it down. This is what Jesus referred to. And later on, Jesus says that these words are fulfilled um, in Christ, in himself, in Jesus Christ. These words of the prophet Isaiah was fulfilled. Now, this is very important, very, very important, because Jesus is here saying that he is the Jewish Messiah. Because Isaiah 61 was referring to the Messiah. Not the Jewish Messiah that was going to come to earth. And here Jesus is saying that he is the Messiah. All right. So when he, he reads from Isaiah, he's referring to himself. He's basically applying everything that is being said. He's applying it to his own life. To himself. Verse 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Okay so the holy spirit would come upon who Jesus the messiah that is the second person of the trinity god the son who became flesh who took on a human body okay so in that sense the holy spirit or the spirit of the lord as jesus speaks about it says is upon him okay and then he says why and what the holy spirit was going to do the first thing he says in verse 18 is, Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Remember when Jesus started off with his public ministry? Jesus said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." Specifically, we read it in uh, the gospel according to Matthew. So what happens is that Jesus Christ was preaching, um, how can I say, about the kingdom of God that is in the midst because Jesus is the representation of, the representative, he's the embodiment of the kingdom of God. Besides the fact that he is Lord, his king, his master, he's the highest in authority, he is the one that is the head of the kingdom of God. Right, so when Jesus starts off his ministry, he says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And this ushering in of the kingdom of God is basically a ushering in of everything that's going to revolve around the gospel. Because remember, You can only become part of the kingdom of God if you are born again. You must be born again to become part of the kingdom of God. Actually, to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. To enter the kingdom of God, you must be born again. You must be born of a woman. So you've got to be a a human being. And you must be born of the spirit, which means the rebirth. The regeneration had to take place for any person to be able to enter into the kingdom of God. And when you enter into the kingdom of God, because you've been, um, how can I say, regenerated, because you've been born again, uh, it is because of the preaching of the gospel. How can someone believe if the gospel is not preached? How can somebody preach the gospel if he's not sent? How lovely is the feet of those who bring the good news? This whole idea of the gospel And the kingdom, it's actually a combination. You enter into the kingdom because you hear the gospel. The gospel makes sense because the Holy Spirit illuminates your mind, your heart to understand the gospel. And then you embrace the gospel in the sense that you believe that Jesus Christ is indeed the only one who can save. And when you trust in Him alone for your salvation and not your own good works or your own abilities or uh, religious things that you do, you know, like sacrifices or keeping the law and all these kind of things. If you trust in Jesus Christ alone unto salvation, if you believe that He is the only way, the truth, and the life; no one come to the, comes to the Father except through Him. If you embrace all of that, uh, and you embrace the fact that the gospel is the good news of God for the salvation of sinners to reconcile sinners to Himself, then it also means at the same time that the gospel is the means through which we get entrance into the kingdom of God. Okay, so in that sense, when Jesus says in verse 18 of Luke chapter 4, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now remember, if Jesus is there to preach the gospel to the poor, it means the gospel must have existed already. Okay, but we only read about the gospel uh, because the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and obviously which includes his ascension. Uh, and the gospel is basically uh, the fact that Jesus Christ died for sinners on the cross. He was buried, and he rose again on the third day. But this is in the beginning of Jesus' uh, public ministry. He He hasn't gone to the cross yet. He wasn't buried yet. He didn't rise from the dead yet. So if it's, it speaks about Jesus preaching the gospel to the poor, it's actually very interesting that it refers to this, the, the preaching of Jesus Christ of the kingdom, the Messiah that would come and he would preach the gospel to the poor. And the gospel that is referred to here is the gospel of the kingdom, or let's say the good news of the kingdom of God is now at hand. The kingdom of God is now in their midst and People who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ can now become part of this kingdom of God. It's absolutely, absolutely amazing if we think about that. All right, so the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus says. Uh, and, and why? Because the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus when he was baptized in the Jordan River. Uh, when John the Baptist baptized him. Remember John the Baptist said, he must increase and I must decrease. It, it was the mission of John to to prepare the way for Messiah to come, to prepare the way so that he could say at the end of the day, um, clearly or yes, surely he is the Son of God. Surely Jesus Christ is the Messiah. And then you can see when Jesus comes and he gets baptized and the Holy Spirit comes upon him in the form of a dove, you can see that John the Baptist as the one who prepared the way for Jesus Christ to come, for Jesus as the Jewish Messiah, you can see John the Baptist fade into the background. Obviously, we read about his death at the end of the day as well. We read about his disciples. But John fades into the background, and Jesus Christ becomes the focal point, uh, because John the Baptist's job, or his calling, his purpose, why he was... Uh, on this earth was to prepare the way to to basically call on Israel to repent because their Messiah was about to arrive. But the moment the Messiah arrived, the moment Messiah uh, was baptized, the moment Messiah started his public ministry, John faded into the background. It's so beautiful. All right, but that's not all. So he says that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, And that's what Jesus does. It's part of his ministry. Uh, and we saw this in Jesus' public ministry. So what Jesus was saying is. What is written in Isaiah 62. Is now going to be fulfilled by Messiah. Okay. So Jesus Christ as the Jewish Messiah. Would fulfill all these promises. These prophecies that God spoke. Through the mouth of the prophet Isaiah. So. Um, Jesus was anointed, he is the Messiah. He was sent to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, which means freedom uh, to the captives. So, those who have been caught in the grips of sin, those who have been made captive to the will of the devil, those who have been caught in this trap of of sinful living, unrighteousness, evil, wickedness, all those kind of things. Jesus came to proclaim liberty to the captives. And what is that proclamation? Is if you are in Christ Jesus, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, your sins can be forgiven. If you, um, how can I say, believe that Jesus Christ is the Jewish Messiah who came to die for our sin, then what happens is you can then embrace his forgiveness all right, and Jesus proclaimed that there is liberty to those who have been caught in the chains of sin, who has been caught in the chains of the devil. All right, and then he also comes to proclaim recovery of sight to the blind. And didn't Jesus do that in his public ministry to prove that he's Messiah? He prayed, or I'm going to say he not prayed, he healed people who were blind, even from birth, which is. Let's say the biggest sign that Jesus Christ was truly the Messiah is the fact that he could heal somebody who was blind from birth. That was not done by anyone. All right, So it proved that Jesus Christ was truly the Messiah. But also to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Obviously, oppressed by what? Oppressed by the devil. Oppressed by sin. Oppressed by wickedness. Oppressed by evil. Oppressed by unrighteousness. Oppressed by all the things that are contrary to what God wants. And this is what Messiah came to do. This is what Jesus Christ came to do. He came to set at liberty. To give liberty, freedom to those who are oppressed. And then verse 19, obviously, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. To Announce the jubilee here, the, to announce this, this amazing time uh, that, that God would usher in because of Messiah. And I believe that includes the new covenant. I believe that includes the fact that now people who have been so deep in their sins would be forgiven of their sin and because of faith in Christ and trust in Jesus Christ, they would be cleansed of their sin. And that cleansing of their sin is a once and forever thing because Jesus went into the most holy place once to bring a sacrifice for our sin. He wasn't like the high priest who had to go in every year. He wasn't like the priests who had to burn the offerings of the Jewish people as they brought it to them. No, Jesus Christ paid the penalty for our sins once and for all. It is like this acceptable um, jubilee here that was announced by Jesus Christ that what is going to happen from then on is liberty, freedom joy, forgiveness, um and everything was situated or how can I say grounded. Everything was 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 yeah let's call it grounded grounded in Messiah in the the how can I say the second person of the Trinity. God the Son who became flesh but at the same time he was also the Jewish Messiah and Jesus Christ fulfilled the prophecy of the prophet, the, the major prophet. Isaiah is one of the major prophets. Uh, so is I, uh, Jeremiah and Ezekiel, major prophets. And so Jesus came to fulfill the words or the prophecies of Isaiah. Amazing. Now, we, we, we see basically then that the Holy Spirit anointed Jesus né, to be Messiah. And the word anoint basically means to empower or to give someone authority to do a specific task. And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit did with Jesus Christ. Remember, uh, we're talking about Jesus Christ in His um, human nature. In His divine nature, He had all authority, all power, all knowledge, all everything because His divine nature means that He had God's nature. Now, He was fully God. But The Holy Spirit is the one who basically empowers Jesus Christ, anoints Jesus Christ. And the reason why he anoints Jesus Christ is to give him the authority as uh, within his human nature to be Messiah, to do the works of Messiah, to prove to the Jewish people that he is truly Messiah. These things are all, um, how can I say, things that the Holy Spirit did, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the empowering of the Holy Spirit, the giving of the authority of the Holy Spirit so that Jesus Christ could fulfill the, how can I say, all the prophecies of Messiah and do what Messiah was going to do on this earth. And if anybody would be willing to listen to the Old Testament prophecies and then look at the life of Jesus Christ, they would be able to see that truly Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the Jewish Messiah. And the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and the authority of the Holy Spirit uh, enabled Jesus Christ in his humanity to basically show the Jewish people that he is Messiah. The heartbreaking thing is, beloved, Jesus was among his people, among the Jewish people, he was walking around among his people, he was ministering among his people, he was teaching his disciples, he was healing people, he rose Lazarus from the grave, he, and others were raised from the dead. There were <clears throat> amazing miracles that took place through the hands of Jesus Christ. In fact, Jesus also um forgave sin, which only Messiah uh, which only God can do. And through that he basically proved that he was really truly the Messiah. He would walk on water. Only Messiah could do that. Okay, so there are so many things that um, pointed towards the fact that Jesus Christ was the Jewish Messiah. Another one is that Jesus started speaking in parables eh, at one stage. And the reason why he started speaking in parables is so that the people could hear but not hear. See but not see. Because the Jewish people rejected him and because they rejected him, he started speaking to them in parables. And that's what Messiah would do. So, beloved, if we look at the fact that the Holy Spirit is the one who anointed Jesus to be the Jewish Messiah, to to actually be able to do everything that the Jewish Messiah would be able to do, it is significant. This relationship between the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ in His public ministry, in His ministry, but specifically His ministry as the Jewish Messiah. I hope it's clear. I hope, I hope you see... Um, the the significance of this relationship between Jesus Christ, now the, the man, Jesus Christ. Obviously, He's the Son of God. He's the second person of the Trinity. He is a part of the Godhead, but He is the one who became flesh uh, through the incarnation, through Jesus Christ being born, born from a virgin, uh, the Holy Spirit being His Father, and where He, Jesus Christ, um, basically proves through the way that he does things, through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, through the authority that the Holy Spirit gives him, he proves to the Jewish people that he is indeed their Messiah. But then they reject him. But it doesn't take away the fact that the Holy Spirit is the one. No, Holy Spirit, the third person of the triune uh, God, the third person of the Godhead, that it was the Holy Spirit who anointed Jesus Christ to be Messiah, to prove that He is the Messiah, to live as the Jewish Messiah, to do everything that the Jewish Messiah was to do according to the prophecies of the Old Testament. Beloved, and let me tell you, if we look at the prophecies of the Old Testament and we see how Jesus Christ fulfilled those prophecies, Let me tell you, I don't know how in the world somebody can read those things, look at those prophecies, see how Jesus fulfilled those prophecies, and then open up their mouths and say, I don't believe that Jesus is who He said He is. I I can't see it. I I really, for all these prophecies that came into fulfillment in Jesus Christ, all the prophetic, um, how can I say, prophecies that was uttered by the prophets of the Old Testament. All the prophecies of Messiah, when we look at Jesus Christ, when we see the fulfillment of those prophecies, it is something that should build our faith. It should build our trust that we look at Jesus Christ and say, wow, amazing. We look at the Holy Spirit, the one that anointed Jesus Christ, who empowered Jesus Christ, who gave Him the authority as in His human nature to be Messiah. We can just say, wow, amazing something that we can look at and really really uh embrace and it and it helps us to believe because all those prophecies came into fulfillment and jesus just gave us a few and he explained it in from isaiah 61 eh, verse 1 and 2 and um it shows that he was truly anointed by the holy spirit to be jewish messiah let's pray Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can see in your word that Jesus Christ of Nazareth uh, God the Son the second person of the Trinity that he became flesh and that he took on human nature and that he humbled himself and that he was anointed by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit who enabled him and empowered him and gave him the authority to do what Messiah alone um, was prophesied to do. And thank you, Father, that we can look at Jesus Christ and see that he is that Messiah. He is the Jewish Messiah, and he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the relationship between the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ and that we can see it so clearly in your word. I pray that you will burn it into our hearts and make it something that we can build our our faith upon. This I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Beloved, thank you very much for listening. I really do pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that His face will shine upon you, and that He will give you His peace. Until God willing, next time, when we continue to look at the relationship between Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Bye-bye.